Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, what's going on, guys? Scotty Scheffler at the Masters. What a story this is turning into. This is a recording of this podcast. I'm doing it Saturday morning because I'm just so compelled by what's going on. I mean, come on, it's 6.30 in the morning. I've been up since 4. So much happening at this Masters. And when when Scotty Scheffler is doing something that not even Tiger Woods has done in his career, taking a five-shot lead through 36 holes. Okay, last time this has been done was, of course, his fellow horn, Longhorn, Jordan Spieth in 2015. Before that, it wasn't until like the 1970s. This is crazy what's happening. So I want to get to an ultimate throwback moment with Scheffler, but also his swing coach uh, since age of seven, uh, Randy Smith. So there's a conversation here before their first Masters in 2020. I spoke with Randy Smith, did some research want to get some backstory what were they thinking at that point in time remember it was November 2020 and bear with me here but this is important information I think it tells you about how his player thinks kind of the mindset about being in uh, under the gun and and what really comes together you know what are his strengths as well so we're gonna get into that but we'll talk about the context of the PGA Championship remember he was in the final group with Dustin Johnson there at Harding Park just about maybe two and a half months before this day this was recorded on the Monday before the Masters started in 2020 would have been the first Masters for Scotty Scheffler. So what were they thinking going in? No crowds, obviously, and he's a guy that feeds off of crowds. He made a hole-in-one in his debut on the PGA Tour at the Byron Nelson. This guy just loves the crowds, similar to Jordan Spieth in a way, too. Spieth does... Uh, fashion the crowds too. So anyway, we're going to get into this piece of content on Randy Smith. He did tell me many, many things about uh, Scotty Scheffler and what makes him tick. And so I think this is really going to help us. So it's going to start laying this out for everybody here in the context of entering this Masters in 2020, uh, their first one, and obviously what they learned from the PGA Championship going in. So that's the start of this and hope you guys enjoy it. And I will wrap up. We have some sound from Scotty Scheffler when I spoke with him after his Sunday round in 2020 as well. At the back end of this, I will give you an intro to that. Uh, coming off the course, I'm replay with uh, Tiger Woods that day. So these are some interesting moments to get to know where what Scotty was thinking. This is kind of trying to capture that moment. It's never going to be the same again, right? First Masters. But this is going to help us, I think, provide some insight as to what you know, the way that Scotty thinks about this course and about uh, the challenge now this year, 2022, can he get it done? It'll be interesting. I think we can draw parallels here as we go ahead. So anyway, here's Coach Randy Smith, PGA teaching professional, been in there forever in Texas, um, but coach since the age of seven for Scotty Scheffler. Did you guys get a chance to go back and watch the tape at all from the PGA Championship? No, not really. We didn't do a post-op on it. <laughs> we talked about it. We talked about this, that, and the other. And it was just a good, solid round of golf that, you know, there were two putts that could have fallen on that early in that back nine that would have 
one heck of a difference. Mm. You know, big difference. So, you know, it, it was a matter for him that last day of, you know, a couple of putts. On the beginning of the second nine, birdie putts that were great birdie putts that just didn't go in. But, you know, those things right there, you look back at it and know how close you are. Uh, you know, you need to be able to play under control physically and emotionally. And we stress the physically because he'll have a tendency every once in a while to get a little bit, put his Superman cape on and think he's going to, you know, take this one another 50 yards down the fairway. And to be able to play under control under those conditions, that's probably what I was the proudest of. Mm. Under control in the sense of just like not swinging out of his out of his element, you know, throughout mm-hmm. those eighteen holes, or yeah, it's you know, it isn't one of those deals. Well, I'll put a little more, and we'll put more and more. He, he went to the limit of more, and he did very well with it. He went to the limit of more. Yeah, you, know, you can go more than that, but you stand the chance of breaking the car down if you do that. Oh yeah. So, Overread the motor, so to speak. <laughs> yes. Um, well, physically, do, do you feel like he was hitting his distances, like his stock yardages for, for irons, or was there a bit of adrenaline affecting it all? Or No, I think he was hitting them pretty close. Pretty close. He, you know, they had a good plan for how far the ball was really going. They didn't, didn't put much more on I don't think he noticed it going too much further. You know, probably, you know, two or three yards, obviously, because anybody would go two or three yards in the final group. But nothing nothing completely crazy. I mean, his yardages, the final round, were beautiful. Hmm. Yeah, I know, I know more. I know Morikawa's coach said that they were hitting at stock yardages there um, on that Sunday when they won. Um, so you just never know, though, how, how players are going to respond, you know, to a big stage like that. What's, you know, <laughs> what kind of influence that's going to have? So, absolutely. You know, sometimes they get really jacked up. You know, and I think about Scotty. If you see it get jacked up, more than likely he'll come on the tee ball. He's he's pretty precise. He's pretty good with his the way he goes about getting a, getting a ball up into an area of the green he wants it to get to. And, you know, distance control, obviously, is the number one thing. So he's, he's really good at that. But every once in a while, you'll see a drive that jumps a little bit further than what you'd be anticipating in hitting. You know? Oh, yeah. You know, force carries, you know, a few force carries that every, every once in a while, he'll go, he'll go after them. And then all of a sudden, you've got 20, 25 extra yards on a drive. And you go, well, why aren't you doing that all the time? Because it's not necessary. Right. Well, in terms of necessary, I mean, you know this course so well, Randy, having been here so many times. So, like, how do you game plan his game for this particular course at Augusta National, knowing it's his first one, he hasn't seen it? And, well, he, he played it once in college, just as a nicety's a Texas golf team. The five of them went out there and played. I think he was a Baltimore. So he's seen the course you know, as in playing it, but wasn't under the same conditions. And honestly, it's it's playing a little bit into his hands, and I hate it that it could possibly be this way. This may be one of the whitest masters on the record. And with that new ryegrass, I'm supposing it's new, you've got a lot of carry. And those greens, no matter if they're soaked, wet, or water, still going to be Augusta greens. 
and the higher the ball flight coming in and many on many of those holes the better it is and he can hit it to the moon when necessary hmm so that would give him a pretty good advantage then going in because you're you're anticipating wetter fairways then with these uh with, with this time of the year huh God, yeah especially with that hurricane not knowing exactly how deep into florida mississippi louisiana how far it's going to get in there tonight and tomorrow yeah well, so that's that, that's what i'm kind of looking at and, but to be honest with you uh <clears throat> monday afternoon he's going to be in there hopefully we'll all be tested up and ready to go and uh, excuse me one second here we can get out there and really kind of take a look at working around the greens because I think it's going to be the difference, especially for all the rookie players that's working around the greens. Mm. Yeah, short game being dialed in there. Um, what? You, you've, you know, you've seen it forever. I mean, good Lord. You know, it's how you pitch it, it's how you chip it, how you get, you know, it's how you say par in a lot of cases. Yeah. Keeping yourself in a hole, giving yourself a chance. Absolutely. What, Absolutely. As you guys have prepared, Randy, what's been kind of the recent focus of, of uh, recent practice here? Oh, a little bit of this and that. He, he got a little bit, a little bit out of whack on his backswing, or uh, backswing, on his, well, it's really his through swing, obviously, but he wasn't getting in as good a position as he should. Uh, you know, uh, three weeks ago, we kind of worked on it. It's gotten better. It got a little sideways yesterday and Friday at Houston again. It was great to, on Thursday. I was there on Thursday, and I watched it. It was phenomenal. And then it got a little sideways on Friday and Saturday. And then today, uh, my spies tell me, because I'm back home, that uh, it was pretty much money today. Plus, he started putting again. He shot five under walk up. So, <laughs> excuse me. So, you know, I think it's back in pretty good position. But as far as what we're working on, a little more height on some of the shots around the green uh, is, uh, I think, going to be beneficial to him. And, you know, just really dialing that swing in with the irons to where he doesn't get out of whack. He got, you know, he has a tendency sometimes to pull a short iron, the shorter irons, and, you know, there's a couple of reasons why we work on them. It's not like a ground session for Augusta. You know, if he's been out playing, so we haven't had that big a chance to get ready. And the main thing, you know, with him, he's not going to get ahead of, like, all we did the week he was home before Houston was get ready for Houston. Gotcha. You know? And then we get to Augusta. He's already got a general idea. I do, too. And then Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, we'll probably polish it a little bit and talk about it and send it on Thursday. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Um, what, what is the challenge, you think, going to be like trying to win this week? Because I know the first-time winner, as you know, Fuzzy Zeller was the last one, and we got a heck of a, of a crop of first-timers this year, but particularly Scotty. He, he, he's a player that's been trending. Oh, yeah. 
I mean, it, it's another golf tournament. I know it's the Masters. It is a huge situation. But but once again, I mean, it's no bigger than, it, you know, no bigger. It's a tournament. It's got 72 holes. You go play it. You stay, stay in the moment as best you can. And then uh, see how you deal with the nerves come Sunday. Put yourself in position for Sunday and then see how you deal with it. You know? Mm. And then after it's over with, however you dealt with it, improve on it next time and uh, go on down the road. You may go on down the road with the green jacket, still improve on what you did. <laughs> I love it. Uh, you know, it, he just won't get, he will not get, you know, I've had other players where we'll sit there three weeks, you know, have two tournaments before a major, <clears throat> and we'll be sitting there working on something for the major. Oh, yeah, we're going to do that. Okay, you're going to have to hit some of these shots. Okay, especially like for our Open Championship, or, you know, with certain players, you know, working on hitting balls, low runners, work this, work it off that, do that, do this. You know, hope we can get a day where it's going 35 miles an hour and get on every angle of that wind and hit shots. Not, not Scotty, no. Mm-hmm. Not. Unless there's a week he's at home, the week before a major, He's probably not going to see much of that because he's going to get ready for the tournament that he's going to play. Gotcha. So then he hasn't been to Augusta National since he was that sophomore back that handful of years ago, huh? No. No. He doesn't. He doesn't even know what street it's on. <laughs> well, I think he I'm sure he knows what street it's on, but he's, you know, he's really not been there. That is crazy. Well, you know what? Honestly, though, co- uh, Coach, um, Colm Morikawa has not been here until today. Um, uh, Andrew Putnam, the other rookie, just arriving after coming from Houston. He had never been here. He had refused to show up to Augusta until he qualified. I mean, a lot of these Absolutely. rookies, it's the same way. Well, I mean, it's kind of like holding a trophy before you've won the trophy. Now, and why would I go to Augusta as a PGA Tour player to watch or to play with my buddies? Mm. But if I'm if I'm qualified, it would have been nice if he could have been able to slip in and play the course, you know. But during COVID, with all the stuff that's going on, he was unable to do that. Oh, like it wasn't even possible to plan a um, a practice day or. Not with the COVID schedule and him having COVID and missing just ten days of practice time and have to redo motor after that. So I really hadn't been a chance to really do it because he had to play a pretty good schedule. Yes, very good, very good schedule. Well, well, coach, as you look at you, you talked about. Scotty staying in the present really well. He stays in the present really well, as he did on that final round at at the um, PJ Championship. What are what do you feel are his greatest strengths? Um, <clears throat> number one, not getting ahead of himself. Okay. Number two is the balance of his game. Uh, he's in the top ten, well inside the top ten in strokes game driving the golf ball. He drives it really well. Drives it long. He drives it very accurately, and uh, you know that's that that's huge. Iron play has been very you know very consistent, except for the last week. It's kind of if in Houston, but it was obviously back today. And we'll look at all that. 
short game, very creative, a lot of feel in his hand. He's a streaky putter, um, and and when he gets comfortable with the greens he's putting on, he, he likes putting bent, I'll tell you that. Hmm. So it's one of those deals where, you know, just got to get a feel for the greens. He gets a good feel for those greens. As far as the speed of the greens, that's where he's been extremely good is on his speed on his putts all year long. And uh, that speed can get dialed in with the right breaks. And that's that's where the toughest thing on a rookie is knowing the subtleties of the greens at, at Augusta. You know, there's a few little things that go on. We might have to take Mr. Crenshaw and drag him around a little bit out there on the golf course and have him take Scotty to a couple of spots and just show him a few things about those greens. Scotty doesn't know about that part yet. Well, certainly, yeah, not having been here. But so, how many are there? A certain amount of holes each day you guys are shooting for? Or? No, he's he'll play if we're lucky, maybe nine late Monday, uh, eighteen on Tuesday, uh, and probably nine on Wednesday, more than likely. Gotcha. And do some more green over there a little bit, you know, get some shots and and kind of imitate them there in the chipping area. And this would be, what, maybe your 15th Masters? How many for you, Randy, as a coach? Good, good Lord. It might be 15, probably 12. No, 13, 14. It may be 15. I, I, it could be that many, yeah. As, as somebody that's had a player there, I'd say 12. 12 Masters, wow. And how, and how long again have you taught Scotty Scheffler? Since he, I don't know, since he's about six and a half. Six and a half, wow. Yeah, I know his agent, uh, Blake Smith, uh, met him when he was about six and a half, seven years old. Yes, because I introduced him. <laughs> because Blake Smith is my son. That's right, that's right. <laughs> yeah, he, he definitely, uh, you know, reminded me of that. Hey, you know, it's, I've known this kid since the beginning, Garrett, and here he comes, he's coming along. Oh yeah, they played. You know, they played a lot of golf when you know Blake was, you know, obviously very young. But they played golf together, just the two of them. You know, Blake could go play, and then Scotty, here comes Scotty. You know, little bitty guy, but man, he could golf his ball when he's when he's little. He was really good. Now he's just extremely good. Well, he comes from a great family. I've been lucky to get to know Callie a little bit. I know she just got married or about to get married soon, and he, he's got some, some great perspective, that young that young guy. Yeah, and you know, I think that's going to help him a lot this week. He's not going to let this thing get too much bigger than it is. If he can do that and try to keep things a little bit, a little bit calm down, I think he'll have a really good week on that golf course. I just hope the weather allows everybody to play the golf course. That weather could be really, really suspect. Yeah. Well, good stuff, Coach. Well, hey, thanks for uh, for jumping on with me here for a bit, and uh, look forward to seeing you later this week. You got it, Garrett. I see you down there tomorrow, okay? Sounds good, Coach. Thanks. All right. You take care. Okay. All right, good stuff from Randy Smith. I just love uh, his style um, and just talking about how much Scotty feeds out the crowds. And obviously they didn't have crowds there in the 2020 Masters as they were getting ready for that. They didn't have crowds at the PGA, and now they do. Oh, boy, do they're back in full force. So 
will be cool to see what happens here this weekend in 2022. Can he hold that five-shot lead and close this deal, get his first major? I spoke with Scotty Scheffler on Sunday of the 2020 Masters, as I alluded to, and this is a very short two-minute, two-and-a-half-minute conversation. What were his initial thoughts? It'll never be like this again, everyone, all right? The feeling he had trying to capture what it was like, his takeaways from this course, what he's going to use moving forward, playing with Tiger, what was that element like when Tiger had a furious finish those last few holes. And uh, here we go, Scotty Scheffler on Beyond the Clubhouse. Um, it was a good experience. I learned a lot about the golf course. Um, didn't have my best stuff. I drove it fairly well, other than a few foul balls here and there. Um, definitely going to try and improve my iron play. The last month, two months of iron play has been pretty poor. So um, that's something to work on hard in the offseason. You said you learned a lot about the golf course. I did, yeah. Um, game plan and attacking it when you can, when you can attack it. What, what do you kind of gather from that? I mean, definitely the par fives, and you got to choose your spots. There's some really hard holes and some. Uh, pretty gettable holes, but choose your spots and try and work the angles around the golf course. Uh, a lot of places where you can play from pretty easily, and then there's a lot of places where you can push your ball and be in a lot of trouble. So, um, learn a few of the bad areas and learn a few of the good ones. Picking on 15 today, you're a little right, and then you're um, were over. Yeah, green. I keep hitting it in the right trees on 15. I don't know why. I continue to slice it um, for whatever reason. Uh, but, and then. I keep getting out of there. It's never. It's a really hard punch out because you got to carry it 70 yards off upslope and under the trees. So it's it's complicated. But I keep putting myself over for some reason. Had you played with Tiger Woods before? I hadn't. That was the first time. What did you kind of take away from the hunt for you? It was, it was awesome. Yeah, defending champ. Um, definitely saw the last six holes. What's made him so great for so long. Uh, watching his iron play is awesome. And yeah, I mean you can you can see the talent. It's really really cool. Obviously, you're a confident player. You've accomplished a lot. Uh, how soon will you be ready in a position to win here at Augusta? Yeah, I thought I was ready coming in this week. Um, just my game wasn't in a good spot. Uh, like I said, I think definitely improving my iron play will be huge. Um, working on trajectories, just, just refining stuff, and uh, I got pretty close. All right, my thanks to Scotty Scheffler there uh, for some short insight. As I said, it was a two, two and a half minutes, not the best quality, but it was something you're not going to ever hear anywhere else. Okay, this is, this is something I was lucky enough to gather in covering that event. So anyway, Scotty Scheffler, what can he do this weekend? There's so much pressure, but this guy looks comfortable. He's got Ted Scott, as you guys know. He was on the pod recently. Uh, what a veteran caddy he is. Uh, it would be a 10-year anniversary. Uh, this year it is a 10-year anniversary of... Bubba Watson's first Masters in 2012, of course, a huge part, integral part of that was Teddy Scott. So I love uh, this team that's coming together. There's a really a lot of um, old souls uh, uh, surrounding the old soul that is Scotty Scheffler uh, for this week. So we'll see what happens. Hope you guys enjoy it. I know his family's uh, out there. Scott, his dad, Scott Scheffler, and he's got a number of sisters as well. Uh, we'll I'm going to follow up with them and see what they think of this event. What a, what a moment this is for your brother, for your son. I mean, this is something special. So hope you guys enjoy it, and we'll talk again soon on Beyond the Clubhouse.